the Bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this beautiful Monday. Well, it's beautiful outside. It's not beautiful in our studios because we are having some technical issues. We are not able to broadcast live on the air, at least not right now. We're going to fix that hopefully in the next couple of minutes. Uh, so for now, it's just me and the internet universe, which is where we got a lot of our listeners anyway. So if you're you're listening to us on the podcast cloud, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a fun show coming your way. We'll be here for the next 90 or so minutes, uh, and we'll be happy to share with you everything that happened in high school, college, pro, everywhere in between. In the next segment of the show, it's Monday. We're going to Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School Athletic Director. We'll chat with Coach Colley about the Tarpons' latest struggles, losing against Assumption. You know how we do. We'll also talk a little Saints and maybe a little LSU. All some uh, stuff mixed in between. After that, we've got one of the more happy coaches in the area. After this past week's high school football, we've got Jesse Turner with the Ellender Patriots. His team got a big, big, big rivalry win over the uh, Terrebonne Tigers. Coach Turner's super stoked. We'll be chatting with him. Then, you know, we got to break down the debacle that was Tennessee and LSU in Death Valley. The Tigers get walloped. They get smushed by the Volunteers, and the Saints eke out a win in the Dome yesterday. There was some good there getting a win, but, oh, boy, Saints still got some things to work on, especially on the defensive side of the ball, especially with the turnovers and everything. Then we've got our W's and L's that we'll be breaking down at the bottom of the show. We'll get our betting picks. Now, let me thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today on this beautiful Monday of play-by-play. I want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bents RV, Southland Dodge, and Homa, Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And then a reminder, at the end of the week, join us Saturday, 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravall and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Presented by Terrebonne General Health System, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. All right, let's dive in. we got to talk some high school. We're now six weeks into the season. Our week six scoreboard had a lot of interesting results, but it had a lot of results that were not as interesting nor as surprising. One of the ones that maybe was a little surprising to some, Ellender gets a 39-29 win over Terrebonne. Ellender now has three wins on the season after starting 0-3. The Patriots are playing really well right now because coming into the game, Terrebonne was playing really well. They were the team that was hot. They had won two straight coming in, but it's Jesse Turner and the Ellender Patriots who get a 39-29 win A huge, huge statement victory for that program, getting a big victory over a rival and letting everybody know, hey, 
in our local 4A district, all the talk right now is Lutcher, 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 Lutcher this, Lutcher that, Lutcher this, Lutcher that, and rightfully so, they're the overwhelming odds-on favorite to win the district. They're more than likely going to bring it home. But Ellen, they're still there. <laughs> Ellen, they're still there. They're undefeated in district play. They're still there. They're they're scrapping. They're clawing. They're now 2-0 in district, and then the Terrebonne win was a non-district game. They beat Morgan City. They beat South Terrebonne. Now we got to start talking, okay, if Lutcher's the lead dog, who's the second team in the chase? Is it Vanderbilt? We all just assumed it was Vanderbilt. Is it an assumption? Maybe. Maybe not. What about them damn Allen? The Patriots, boy, they continue to play well. They get a huge win over Terrebonne, 39-29. to Destrahan, 49. Central Lafouche, 0. Game that wasn't even that close. That game was 42 to nothing and a half. Destrahan did what they were expected to do and dominated an overmatched foe. Also dominating an overmatched foe was East St. John. They get a 59-7 to win over HL Bourgeois. Yo, in 5A, our Bayou teams just don't stand a chance. The River teams are, what's the old song? Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. They're head, shoulders, knees, and toes ahead of the Bayou region teams. When those, when the Bayou schools take on the River schools this season in our local 5A district, the Bayou schools are going to be a 20-plus point underdog, if not more, in every single one of those matchups. That's how far ahead the River is of us in this year in the 5A district. East St. John gets a 59-7 to win over Bourgeois. And what was maybe the game of the night in terms of drama? South Plaquemine gets a 37-35 to win over Homa Christian. South Plaquemine was winning decisively at halftime. Homa Christian comes all the way back, scores a touchdown in the final seconds, attempts a two-point conversion that would have tied the game, but they come up a hair short, and South Plaquemine seals a 37-35 to victory over the Christian Warriors who continue to fight, continue to scratch, continue to claw, but they come up on the short end of a close defeat against South Plaquemine. It was Vanderbilt 48, Morgan City 16, ho-hum. No surprises there. The Terriers take care of business. Jalen Coleman, four carries for more. Listen to this. Four carries for more than 200 yards rushing against Morgan City. Vanderbilt takes care of business and gets a big win. Again, we talked about the river being ahead of the Bayou. Hanville 49, Thibodeau 20. Uh, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. And I know the folks at Thibodeau are frustrated because me just following it from afar, I'm frustrated. Thibodeau's got a good offense. They've got playmakers. They've got skill. They can't get off the field defensively, man. They give up 40, 50, 60 points every single week. Hanville hangs 49 on them without their starting quarterback. Hanville was running like a three-faced quarterback monster where they were like doing direct snaps with a bunch of different athletes like and they still were able to get 49 points on Thibodeau and score a victory over the Tigers. Edie White defeats Patterson 56 to 10 in another game y'all where Edie White showcases their passing attack. At one stretch during the game Jake Sternfels capped three straight drives with touchdown passes through the air for the Cardinals who get past a Patterson Lumberjacks team who's been playing well. Came into the game with a solid record. E.D. White dominates them on the road and rolls 56-10. Vermilion Catholic on Thursday night gets a 57-6 win over CCA. Lutcher gets by South Terrebonne 42-7. Actually, from what Stan was telling us on Saturday, maybe a little drama at the end of that one where it was like 28-7 or 35-7 and Lutcher is going out of their way to score points late in the game. Come on, man. 
Gotta do a little better than that. If you're Lutcher, I don't know the circumstances there. Maybe they were just trying to have a little something to feel good about after maybe not playing as well as they thought, but kind of an interesting ending to that one with Lutcher getting a 42 to seven win. Now, the game that you were able to hear right here on KLEV is Assumption getting a 64 to 28 win over South Lafouche. A couple of notes and a couple of tidbits about this one. And I'm warning you, if you're a big fan of Big Blue, some of the stuff that I'm going to say might strike a nerve, but I think somebody's got to say it. Start with the positive. Offensively, you moved the ball well. You had probably 300, 350 yards of offense. Josh Mack, a 300-yard passing day. He was tremendous when he had time. Some of the guys on the edges, Kural, Sanimo, you know, uh, uh, Berg, and you know, some of your weapons on the edges made plays. That was good to see. Um, running game still eh, wasn't very good, but you know, at times you, you, you popped a run or two. Tarpon's defense right now is 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 not very good. Tarpon's special teams right now is not very good. At the beginning of the season, it was the excuse, and it always was an excuse, and it's even more profound now of, oh, man, we're just facing great athletes. Oh, you know, we don't have speed. We don't have any speed. What you're seeing right now with the Tarpon defense especially, and there are exceptions, right? I'm not going to shout out any names of any kids because by doing that, I'm going to end up leaving some out, and I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want parents to get mad at me or whatever. But those who have two sets of, you know, a, a working set of eyes that go to the games, they know who the kids are who are out there busting their tail. Tarpons have a lot of kids right now who just aren't playing hard. There are too often opportunities to make a tackle in the open field where we're just kind of grazing the guy and letting him go by. There are too often times where a guy's trapped in the backfield kind of sort of in the grasp and gets out gets away because the calvary that they're waiting for to come and finish the play and clean up the play it's never coming so my message is this for a football team that is now one in five for a football team that has struggled throughout the course of the season If you don't like to play, if you don't like representing your school, then then walk away. Then don't. If this is not for you, then don't be part of it. No one should be forcing anyone to be out there. Because right now I'm seeing a team that the only time that they're working at maximum effort is when they're throwing up powder in the locker room before the game and taking pictures for Snapchat. Or when they're running through the tunnel, hooting and hollering and dancing before the game. I see a team that hustles harder at doing that stuff than actually in between the white lines. B.J. Young sounded dejected and frustrated as hell on Friday night, or excuse me, Saturday morning. He's trying everything that he can to get through these guys and make sure the effort's okay. And as I said, there are some kids who are working as hard as they possibly can but there's just too much lollygagging around. There's too much people hanging their heads. There's just not a good vibe and not a good body language right now. Playing football is supposed to be fun. Playing and representing your school is supposed to be fun. 
And right now, man, it, it just doesn't look like it's all that fun for those guys. And let me tell you something. A lot of folks have been saying all week, oh, well, it's a chance to get back right facing Morgan City Friday. Well, guess what? A lot of those same folks said the same thing about Central Lafouche. And what happened then? He got beat. This better be a good week of practice for South Lafouche on Friday. Because if not, guess what? You're going to get beat. You're one in five. You cannot take any opponent for granted. Not a one. You got fall break, which is going to alter your practice schedule early in the week. You got homecoming, which is going to alter your practice schedule in the back end of the week. You better find a way to stay focused, because if not, you're going to get embarrassed on homecoming and are going to get beat by Morgan City. Because right now, some of the mistakes that you're making will get you beat against anybody. Muffing kicks, messing up a, a, a fake punt, missing extra points, not tackling, giving up big plays, not taking good angles, not flying to the ball. All those little mistakes turn into one big old huge mistake and it'll get you beat against anybody that you play. This is a team that struggled with St. Edmund, a single-A opponent, gave up 40 points. This is a team that in the scrimmage, or the Jamboree lost H.L. Bourgeois, who's not very good. This is a team in the scrimmage, gave up a bunch, a bunch of yards to CCA, who's struggling this season. Some point you got to stop blaming athletes, got to stop blaming blaming you know youth and inexperience, and say that there are some things that you could do better. The effort is one thing that you could do better. It is free to try hard. Costs nothing to give a damn. And right now, I'm not seeing a whole lot of give a damn from those boys. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brian Colley South Lafouche High School. It's play by play here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 
energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. We're going to have Ellender football coach Jesse Turner on in the next segment of the show to recap his team's big win over the Terrebonne Tigers. But first, we go to the phone lines and have South Lafouche High School Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning. Doing well, Casey. Hope you're doing well. Yep, we are doing well, buddy. Um, it has been a an interesting weekend, and it started off with South Lafouche struggling through the assumption game. Offensively, you got a bunch of yards and a bunch of points. Defensively, couldn't get off the field, man. Um, I know BJ and the crew are, are back at work. They actually practiced at 830 this morning. And uh, they're just trying to figure some things out. He said Saturday morning, man, we're just trying to you know figure out our best 22, trying to figure out you know who's going to be out there competing. They've got a lot of soul searching to do this week, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. And uh, you know, I'm sure the coaching staff is uh, not very pleased with the outcome of that game on Friday. Uh, something just took it to them. And look, I, at times, and the offense was moving the football. They scored, and uh, you had some guys making plays and. Uh, the receivers were catching a ball and getting yards uh, after the catch. And uh, just, again, defense just having a, a hard time of, of tackling people and just being in the right spot at the right time. It was a, a frustrating night for the defense. One of the dilemmas that B.J. said he's facing is that he feels like some of the kids who are most enthusiastic are some of the younger guys, some of the ninth graders and tenth graders that have come up that are playing. But – by playing those kids, you got to deal with inexperienced mistakes and, you know, maybe missed assignments or whatever it may be. It's a juggling act, man, because, you know, hey, you want to play the best 22, but there's a lot that goes into that. Um, figuring out just the lineup right now has been a challenge, and I'm sure we're going to see some new faces maybe out there on Friday against Morgan City. Yeah, after uh, hearing him speak Saturday morning, uh, I think he's going to have some changes. Uh, he wasn't a, a very uh, happy coach on Saturday morning, and they can make changes and look. You got to find the the uh, the people who who's going to play, give you effort. And I think some of these guys that are in in the uh, 
in the starting lineup, uh, they're not giving, uh, giving it their all. It looks like uh, they really don't have any interest in, in being around. And uh, they, they'll make some changes and they'll, they'll get it right. And you know what's crazy? And, and you know, you, you got Morgan City coming in, a game that, you know, most people would say will be a great opportunity to win a game. But, you know, hey, you're not playing well. And then I was just talking in the first segment of the show. You got fall breaks, so they're practicing early today, and then I think they're actually back tomorrow afternoon. But then you got homecoming week stuff and messy games and all the different stuff. So, like, you've got everything in the world trying to distract you this week. And I think one way or another, we're going to learn something about this team if they could stay focused through it all and get ready for Friday night. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, a lot of distractions and homecoming. I know they got uh, messy games, and they would, uh, in the past, the, uh, the team would practice at the, the time messy games was going on. And I kind of heard them talking a little bit that uh, he's going to allow them where he was early in the year, allowing them to play uh, in that messy games. And uh, they may even practice in the morning uh, on Wednesday just to get their practice in. Very interesting. South Lafouche volleyball is on a little bit of a slide, but they got a big home match today against Destrehan. Already have accumulated 20 wins. Um, what's the latest with them? You know, I know that the new gym is getting close to being ready, but I see that they're going to be playing today at LCO. Um, is it just a coach's decision, or is the gym not all the way ready? Like, will we see a home match this coming season? Yeah, well, we were hoping that the gym would be uh, opened up uh, tomorrow. Okay. But, uh, that's going to be pushed back because they got some things. Kind of walked through with them Thursday a little bit, and there's a few things that have to get done. And I believe we're going to have a meeting on Thursday, a walkthrough on Thursday. So uh, it might be on Thursday that they release it to us. But uh, talk to Coach uh, Jamie. She definitely wants to, uh, you know, practice in the gym and have a, a couple of games if uh, the time would, uh, would allow it. And I think uh, hopefully next week they, uh, she might be able to get a couple of games in. Press box-wise, over the football field, heck, we're already week seven. I don't know if you or I are going to be able to get into it at any point this season, but, man, I tell you this every time you come on, it does look like there's a lot of progress being made. It looks completely different. It looks like the outside's mostly pretty much done. Are they going to just be kind of tweaking the inside up now? Is that what's left? Yeah, well, they got the uh, the outside, the metal to put back up, and the inside, they're putting the sheetrock right now, and the the cabinets like the uh, the countertops and all going to be coming in next, but um, it's just a matter of getting material right now in. That's what uh, the biggest thing is. They're waiting on the material to get in so they can put everything up and finish it. And hopefully uh, by second week in November, uh, it hopefully it will be ready. But uh, unfortunately, it won't be ready for football season. So, um, basketball gym-wise, um, I, I know about 10 days ago, you and I were just kind of peeking in, and we're seeing that you know a lot of the new roof, or at least the first part of the new roof, had been put down, and I'm sure since then they've done some work. Or is that you know the, the top area of the gym where, is that secure? Is there a situation where no more water could get in? Right, yeah, they got it all fixed where it won't rain in the gym uh, again, and they got... I think two layers, it's, I think four different layers where they're going to come. And I think two layers might be down right now. And they got a third layer and the fourth layer is like uh, almost like a cement type thing they put on top. 
So that'll be done. Uh, I think they are ahead of schedule. They've been having some pretty good good weather lately. So uh, they got a lot of work done. And last week they started on the uh, roof of a field house where they were patching uh, the different holes that they had up there. So hopefully uh, that'll be done uh, within the next couple of weeks. Very good. Let's start with some college football talk first. The Tigers got wilded by Tennessee, man. And look, you kind of called it. You said, hey, man, I wasn't a big believer in LSU, and you're dead on. The Tigers really struggled. Volunteers played well. LSU couldn't get out of their own way, starting with fumbling the opening kick. I think it's a situation where I don't know the Tennessee's as good as they looked. I don't know if LSU's as bad as they looked. But tell me about, let's first start with the Volunteers. Was there playing your Crimson Tide on Saturday? Are you worried about the Volunteers as a, as a legitimate threat on Saturday to Alabama? Well, I, I'm, I'm concerned with Alabama. I just don't think they, they uh, and you know, you all laugh all the time, but I don't think they're uh, as good as you know people might want to think. They struggled again. Uh, they got the victory, but it was a very close game at the end. And um, yeah, I, I think my, I still think Alabama can uh, can beat Tennessee, but it's going to be a, uh, I mean, a, a, I think a real good game and a close game. Let's talk about this, bro. Because look, the Crimson Tide were without Bryce Young on Saturday. Their backup is terrible. It, it look, is this a situation where Nick's going to have to go in the portal and get somebody like that guy can't be your starter next fall? He turned it over, and even after they made the offense more conservative and watered it down, he was still almost turning it over several times throwing it into, into traffic and holding the ball loose when he's running. Like, that guy can't be their starter next fall, can he? No, no, I wouldn't think so. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have to go in the yeah, a portal and see if they can uh, get someone to transfer in. But, um, you know, hopefully their starter can get back soon. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's talk about the Saints. They get a win yesterday over Seattle in the Dome. Look, it's great to get a win but there were still some instances where the team didn't altogether play that well. You give up 30-plus points and give up a bunch of big plays, have some penalties and some turnovers. But, hey, it's good to get a win. You're 2-3 and three in a division where nobody's really running away. It was good to get back on track. Yeah, a win's a win. And uh, hopefully they can string together uh, a couple of wins and take hold of that division. Because, like you said, I, I don't know if anybody wants to really win that division. But, uh I mean, you, you beat a bad team also, so uh, Saints uh, still got some work to do. Is this a situation where if Jameis Winston comes to you Wednesday and says, all right, I'm good, coach, I'm ready to roll, who are you playing? And that, well, I know who you would play, but let me ask you a different way. Who will Dennis Allen play if that's what happens? Oh, I think Allen's going to go with, uh, with Winston. And uh, I, I don't think many people would agree with that decision, but – uh, I think he would go with uh, with Winston. Uh, I think he kind of said it before. They, they, you know, that's uh, their guy, and uh, I just I can't see how he would do it. I mean, uh, Dalton seems to be much much better than Winston. What does that do? Like, was like okay, I, if if you put Winston back in, and he faces Cincinnati, and look, the Bengals have a pretty good pass rush now, and if he gets sacked around a little bit, turns it over a little bit, like. In the locker room, your receivers and your running backs and those guys, like they rely on the quarterback being good to make money. Um, you know, your defense and everything, they rely on the team having success to make money. At some point, if this doesn't work out, it could cause big issues. Like, I, I don't know, man. It, it just feels like I would ride Dalton until he loses another game or looks bad or whatever. The same thing I say with Dallas right now. It just becomes a very dicey locker room situation, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you think you'd go with the guy with the hot hand and, and stay with him. But, um, you know, these people say, oh, you shouldn't lose your starting position because of an injury. But, uh, I mean, if the guy, other guy is better than you, he's just better than you, he should be playing. And, uh, yeah, Dennis Allen's going to have a tough – it should not be a tough decision, but it, I think it's going to be a tough decision for him. Sunday they're taking on the Bengals. That'll be a fun one. You know, Joe Burrow's coming in. You got Jamar Chase coming in. A lot of folks are going to be saying, you know, the Dome will be split or 60-40 or whatever it may be. Um, man, I, I'm I'm concerned from the Saints' perspective. As I saw Geno Smith and Metcalf and Lockett go deep a lot, Burrow and Chase and those guys, they're going to try to do the same. This does not feel like a great matchup for New Orleans on Sunday. No, they're going to have to outscore them. They're going to have to score up, put some points up because – uh, I don't think they'll have an answer for Chase, much like uh, they did a couple of weeks ago with uh, was it Minnesota's uh, yeah Jefferson receiver, yeah Jefferson. I mean, there was no no answer, and I think it can be the same uh, come this Sunday. Very interesting. What are some things before we let you go? Tarpons are taking on Morgan City. Uh, what are some things that you think the Tarpons will be focused on in practice to try to get their second win of the season? Well, I, I would go uh, attitude first of all all week, uh, making sure, you know, kids want to be there and just come with a different mindset and you, you have to want to play. And it, it, quite frankly, some of these kids are just not given the, uh, the right attitude. And I work on, that's what I would work on this week and make sure, you know, you can't overlook anyone And Morgan city, uh, in the past, that's, you know, and that's in the past, they are much better team now, even though they're not winning some games, but, um, you, you can't overlook Morgan City, and you got to worry about yourself this week. Very good. Look, brother, thanks so much for the time. Y'all be safe coming home, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. You too. That is Coach Brian Colley with South LaFouche. Look, I'm sure there are a lot of folks who are saying, oh, man, Casey, they're kids. You're being too hard on them. You're questioning their effort. And That's the school's AD right there who's just on the phone doing the same thing. It, it's a problem. Anyone who goes to the games who has their eyes open could see it. It's a problem, and it's a problem that BJ and the crew have got to get fixed. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to Jesse Turner with the Ellender Patriots here on 102. Point, well, actually, we're not on 102.7 right now. Our radio systems are down, but we're on the podcast cloud. Everybody will be able to listen to this interview in the next segment right here on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable 
portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. The big results of the local football weekend came out at Tom B. Smith, where the Ellender Patriots got a big victory over Terrebonne. And we have Ellender football coach, Coach Jesse Turner, on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing well. Just another day, another opportunity to get better. So uh, just can't, no complaints this way for sure. You guys have won three straight. Uh, you guys are now uh, backed even three and three on the season. Man, you guys are sitting at 0-3, and you were very frustrated. You came on this show a couple times, and you could tell, like, man, this is weighing on Jesse really hard. Something has clicked here in the last couple of weeks. You guys have played better, and then you get a victory over a quality opponent on Friday. I know it had to be rewarding to see all that hard work pay off in a W. Most definitely. You know, like you said, man, we started off 0-3, and uh, before the year, man, we had some high expectations of this team. We, we knew the type of the talent that we had in that locker room, the type of uh, – the guys that we had, um, it was my going. It's my third year, so we were looking for that tide to turn, and and we expected better uh, those first three weeks, man. But at the end of the day, like I did tell you guys during that time, uh, we're not going to give up. You know, we're going to continue doing uh, doing what we were doing, um, just practice a little harder, hold ourselves a little bit more accountable, and you know the results are speaking. We went three straight, uh, won a real tough game against Terrebonne, you know, five year opponent, and on the road, so. At the end of the day, man, it's about those guys in the locker room just not giving up and continue to work. And you know, and, and we you now we sitting three and three, looking at something Thursday. Do you think that maybe at the beginning of the season, the kids were almost feeling a little pressure? Is that you know, hey man, look, they were maybe trying a little bit too hard. But look, you know this as well as I do. You played the game at a high level. Sometimes you could overthink it. Sometimes you know you could put too much into it. And look, when I watched against Bourgeois. 
I thought you guys had as good or better of a team than them, but it felt like at times the kids are maybe a little tighter, a little tense, or maybe trying too hard. Do you think that was maybe part of the struggles at the beginning of the year? I think you're right. You know, just even when we was watching film at that times on those Saturday meetings, you could just tell we were just beating ourselves. And a lot of time when that happens, it's due to you know just a lot of pressure on the on the players to to make plays and things like that. But one thing we did do is we started emphasizing. I noticed. Every every football team probably do it, but we just emphasizing about the kids to do their job. You know, when we go in those meetings on Monday, uh, when we go to individual drills and all those things, we we harp on just kids doing their job, and that's what the good teams do. If you can get eleven guys on offense, eleven guys on defense, and everybody just do their job and not worry about everything else, and and learn how to trust their teammates, that's when you you know become a good football team. And I can tell you this: we still haven't played our best football yet, so that's the that's the most exciting thing. We still can get better doing our job and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I do think we're trending in the right direction. And uh, I, I think we could be even a better football team than we, than we look now. Jesse, in the offseason, I asked you straight up. I said, dude, are you guys going to be better equipped to finish games? Because in the past, you guys would get to the game close in the third quarter and maybe we would tire out in the fourth or would make some mental mistakes or whatever. And you said, hey, man, we put in the work. We think we're in good condition. Well... Friday against Terrebonne, it was close. They actually had leads at points in times, and two, three, four years ago, that's where Ellender would wilt, and they would lose by a couple of touchdowns. You guys said no more. You guys actually were getting stronger as the game went on, pulled away. I know that had to be what made you feel most proud is that, man, you guys dug deep, and you guys still had a little gas left in the tank at the end. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, being that you say that, um, during the course of that game, and the referee was on the sideline, and he, he, he actually stated, let's see who uh, worked harder this summer. You know what I'm saying? And, and I actually relayed that to my kids. I said, we, we've been working hard during fall, during summer. Let's show it. And, and and it all was about really just trusting one another, man, trusting each other to do their job. And, and you can see it. And it, it was a team when we made some plays on special teams, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, offensively, we made some plays. And the one thing I did, like, you know, defense kind of bend a little bit when they gave up a big play, but they didn't have their head down. Offense didn't have their head down in the past. When things get rough, you know, for us, it's everything goes bad. Everything goes downhill. Even at the start of the game, those guys, we, we started off with a three and out. Um, they went down and scored their first possession. But we, we didn't give up. You know, our head was high. We, we, we knew what we can do. We knew it was going to be a competitive game. Um, and, and that's the type of thing that my coaches and I, we've been preaching. You know, just play with emotion, but not don't get too emotional. And um and we definitely seen that in our guys, man. So hats off to them, man. It was it was just a, it's a great job, team effort, uh, with our team this past Friday. I saw assumption on Friday night when they took on South Lafouche. They've got some athletes, but man, you guys got some athletes too. I'm thinking this yeah. is going to be a really good football game out at South Terrebonne this coming weekend. Are you kind of seeing that on film? Like you think it's going to be a pretty evenly matched uh, a ball game here between these two teams? I, I definitely think, man. They always are tough, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to go into the locker room and then when I greet my guys because, you know, last week I told them that, uh, you know, this terrible game was going to be the most important game of the season. Um, but I got to tell them that I lied, you know, <laughs> because this upcoming week versus assumption, um, I, you know, I watched them on tape. I, you know, I, some, it, it's all night my wife trying to get me to go to bed. But, um, you know, they, they look good. They look sound. Um, they got some nice side. They got some athletes, like you said. So we got to play all, you know, a good brand of football and, 
and again, not beat ourselves. So, but it's, it's, it's a very important game. We are right now. We sitting two and zero in district. We have a big opportunity to go three and zero. Um, so we just got to capitalize. We got to have a great week of practice. And on top of that, it's a short week for us, and it's homecoming week. So um, it's going to be a lot of distractions. Um, but we still got to put the work in, man. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can capitalize on this opportunity that we have this Thursday. You know, I think it's awesome that. Terrebonne General, you know, created these trophies and, you know, they got one for Homa Christian and CCA and then you guys in Terrebonne and, you know, to win the first rendition of that and they'll have that one over on campus. And look, man, that means something to the kids. Anytime you're playing for something a little extra, that means something. That means bragging rights and everything. And I saw pictures of you guys with the trophy. Everybody was smiling and fired up. And, dude, that's something they're going to remember forever, man. I, I, I definitely agree, man. Even my principal told me uh, on the side, he he said, man, I've never seen the kids that happen. You know what I'm saying? That was the highlight of the year so far, just to see the guys excited. Not just the football team, man, just the, the band, the cheerleaders, the dance team, um, our fans, our parents, man. It's just a, nice to see everybody just, you know, excited about, you know, winning the first Intercoastal Classic because we, it's a big deal to us, you know. Anytime you can win a rival game, uh, especially, you know, we were sharing school with those guys, so we got good relationship with, with everybody on the staff. The players have a good relationship with all their players. So it was good to you know that we can put our name uh, as as winners on that trophy uh, first. So um, it definitely was a big deal. We definitely appreciate uh, staying gravel and, and terrible in general. Um, yeah, it, it, it was great for us. So now you got homecoming, bro. And some coaches, you know, don't like homecoming. Let's just be honest. But there's distractions, <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. kids are pulled in every different direction, and. You know, what's that like for you, man? How do you juggle that? Because you, as you said a minute ago, you've got a huge game, but there's going to be kids that are going to go take pictures and go get dressed, you know, get, get fitted for their suit, and it's going to be a lot going on. Yeah, it, it will be a lot going on, but at the end of the day, this is what we're here for as coaches, you know, to be role models because, you know, as you grow older and you get into your job and, you know, you got to provide for your family, there will be distractions. You know what I'm saying? So how do you handle those distractions? Do you still get the job done or you do or you waiver and only give fifty percent here and you give fifty percent there? All right, but we're gonna harp to our guys that if we wanna be successful and we wanna be three and all in district after this week, we gotta give hundred percent as we've been doing for the last few weeks, pretty much all year. We gotta give us hundred percent um so we can go out and we can, you know, capitalize on this big opportunity that we have here. You gotta understand Eleanor, you know, we never you know, was in a position to where we can be actually three and no in district. That's 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 really big for us. So we just got to redirect. Um, you know, what I'm saying just and keep harping on with the things that we're harping on and uh, getting the kids to do their job and make sure their focus is on winning the game. And also, they got to understand when <laughs> there's no homecoming without a win. You know, and 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 that's what you want to do. You want to win that homecoming game. And and uh, you know, you could you could tell a story for a lifetime of how you came, you you beat South Terrebonne, Terrebonne, and then beat us something that you never really beat um, for your homecoming game. So that's that's all missing this week. I don't know the answer to this. You may or may not. Has Ellender ever won a district championship in football? They were co-district champs. Uh, I think it was like a three or four way tie. Uh, I think it was in '98. Don't quote me on that year, but they were co-district champs. Um, in in 1998 or something like that, yeah. So to be in that position, sitting in a tie for first right now, man, that that that's awesome. That's you know, something yeah, that that school's it, not familiar with. It's big. It's big. Um, and, and and at this point, I'm gonna be honest with you, Casey. I, I really don't mention the district championship. I don't. I, you know, I, I do mention that we're two and zero in district, 
because I just want us to focus on the task at hand, what we have going this Thursday. We we got somebody coming in who's uh you know established program. Um, Coach Bouchard doing a great job over there. I know this is his first year as well. Um, they've been handing it to us for ever since I've been here. Um, so that's what we're that's the focus, you know. And we could take care of them and just go week by week on a week by week basis. And at the end of the year, we have an opportunity to play for a district championship, or you know, we uh, win a district championship. That all comes with it. But we know for a fact that we took it week by week, we took it day by day, and we just got better each and every last time we got an opportunity to get better. Uh, so that's that's really the focus. Um, of course, you know, it'll be nice to to uh, you know fast forward and you know we hold you know we district champs, uh, but that's not you know we can't think about too far ahead right now. We just got to continue to do what we're doing and. Um, keep gelling as a team, and hopefully that comes with winning those games. Very good. Look, my man, thanks so much for the time. Congrats on the win, and good luck this coming week, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yep, that is Jesse Turner with DL and their Patriots doing a great job, as always. They've got it rolling, bro. We had an idea in the preseason that they were going to be very good, and then they start off 0-3, and like I got kind of spooked because the game that I watched them play against Bourgeois, they didn't look good. Turning over the ball all over the place. Body language wasn't good. They found something. And now let me tell you something. I've seen them. I've seen Assumption. They could play with Assumption. I've seen them. I've seen Vanderbilt. They could play with Vanderbilt. Now, can they play with Lutcher? That'd <laughs> not be a different animal. But who knows? Just to be in contention, man, that's really cool for that school, and that's really cool for those kids. So kudos to the Patriots. For making that happen. They are now, as we said a minute ago, 2-0 and in district play. And it's an awesome uh, scene. It's awesome for those kids. And, and hopefully they will uh, continue to play at a very high level. It's play-by-play on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to talk about some football from the weekend, some Saints and some LSU. Then we've got our W's and L's after that. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE. 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. 
New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You suck. You suck. That is what a lot of the LSU fans are thinking right now, watching the Tigers as LSU struggled, limped, and did just about nothing right on Saturday against Tennessee in Death Valley. The Tigers got it put on them. Very disappointing result. Um, Let me break that down for you from piece to piece as LSU falls flat and struggles against the Tennessee Volunteers. First and foremost, I really like Brian Kelly, and and the result of this game, which is 40-13 to in favor of the Volunteers, doesn't change that. And the fact that LSU's 4-2 and 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 2-1 in the SEC right now is actually better than what I thought they would be after watching them play against Florida State. But Coach... You've got two things that you have to get figured out. And by have to get figured out, I mean like right now, like tomorrow, like for this Saturday against Florida. You've got to figure out how to not be atrocious on special teams. Let's start there. And you've got to figure out how to get the kids ready to play. LSU has been notoriously bad to start every game this season. Florida State, you were behind the eight ball from the jump. Played poorly, so poorly. Mississippi State, you're behind 13-0. Auburn, you're behind 17-0. The Tennessee game, well, heck, you were behind the whole game there. But you, right out of the gate, 10-0 before the game even started. That can't happen. Look, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not being paid $10 million to figure it out. Do you got to change your 
your warm-up routine on Saturday? Do you got to change your meal schedule? Do you got to change your wake-up time? Do you got to change the way that you're scripting the plays? Like something. It's not a coincidence when it happens six weeks in a row. You know, a fluke is something that happens once. You know, I may trip and fall down the stairs walking out of the studio today. That's a fluke. I've done this show now for a year. That's never happened once. It'd be a fluke if it happened to me. But if I trip up going up the stairs three times in the next four days, then it's not a fluke anymore. Then maybe I have vertigo. Maybe I have something wrong with my legs. My process for how I'm getting up the steps isn't working anymore. That's what LSU's got to figure out. Their process from getting from the tunnel to the field ain't working. Because when you continually fall behind 20 to nothing every week, something you're doing isn't working. And at some point, you're going to have to change your routine, change your structure, change something to fix that. Because the SEC's too good of a league to spot every opponent that you play three touchdowns. You're going to get beat every week the rest of the season if you don't fix that. You're going to beat UAB and no one else if you don't fix that. And let's talk about special teams. All year long, the LSU special teams have been a wreck. Starting in the opening, you're getting kicks blocked, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. Saturday, before the opening kick, I'm at my watch party. I'm walking in. I see Brian Kelly waving and motioning and throwing his hands in the air before the game even started. Why? Because the return man wasn't in the right spot. And then, oh, yeah, it's a short kickoff, and then he kicks the ball, and it goes to the sideline. Tennessee recovers it. What the hell are we doing? Then, okay, I'm even willing to forgive that. That's kind of a fluky mistake, right? Exhale. It's just one touchdown. It's 7 nothing. No big deal. So you punt again. They almost house it. They almost run it back all the way for a touchdown. When you don't have as much talent and you're not like the big dog, you don't have a big margin for error. You can't give up 14, 21 points in special teams every week. Polian. I know that's your I know Polian's your partner, coach. Polian should be written and not buying in Baton Rouge, but Polian in January should be gone. Adios amigo. We're looking at a dude with NFL roots. His family's rooted in the NFL. Well, guess what? If he were actually a good coach, he would be in the NFL too. He would be in the NFL too. There's a reason why he's not wanted there. Because he can't do the job. Those were the two big takeaways is that, man, structurally, they've got to figure out how to get started. They've got to figure out how to get started. Because, look, if you get the ball first, that's another thing. You win the toss and you want the ball and then don't even get the ball. If you win the toss, get the ball first, go down the field, score a touchdown, and it's 7-0 and the stadium's roaring. and Who knows? The whole thing might have been different. But instead... You took a sledgehammer to the balloon and popped it before the game even started. Now, a lot of LSU fans are frustrated because of the the lack of output from the offense. I actually thought Jaden Daniels played well on Saturday. He had 300 yards passing. He looked more proficient down the field than he had at any other time this season. 32 of 45, 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The interception was at the end. I thought some of his receivers played okay. Six catches, 80 yards for neighbors. 
Boutte finally gets a touchdown. At times, he looked a little better. But there's just a disconnect. And I go back to the very end of the first half, one of the biggest plays of the game. LSU's losing 20-7. to But they have the football near midfield. Jaden Daniels throws a pass. I believe it was Brian Thomas. Don't quote me. It might not have been Brian Thomas. But either way, an LSU receiver dead drops a touchdown. Like, clean in his hands, would have walked in. Again, momentum play. You score a touchdown right there, it's 20-14 to 14 in, at half. After all the chaos and all the madness, it's 20-14. to 14, You're down a score. And there's this morale and this vibe of, all right, we're a second-half team. We're going to go in the second half and kick their ass. But instead, you get the drop. Brian Kelly's trying to force something, makes a foolish foolish decision to go for it, gets sacked. Then Tennessee gets a field goal. And then remember the balloon popped at the first play of the game? All the air that you had inflated back into the balloon has popped again, 23-7. to It goes from 20-14 to to 23-7. to Then, oh, yeah, they get the ball. They score. It's now 30-7. to And then now you can't run, you can't do anything. You're out of your playbook, you're running no huddle, and then the game spirals downhill from there. So it's an LSU team that has to figure out some of those little things. Defensively, I thought LSU was okay. Okay, like, yeah, you give up 40 points, but Tennessee ran a million plays. They they spread you out all over the field. They do so such... Great work, honestly, keeping you off balance. They were okay. They just ran out of steam there at the end, and the Volunteers kind of controlled the second half. So where do we go from here? You're taking on Florida on Saturday. Florida's not an explosive offense like Tennessee. They're closer to Auburn than they are to Tennessee. But you're on the road. It'll be an interesting matchup. You're actually an underdog, a a two-and-a-half-point underdog. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Can you hold up against Florida's power running game? Can you get their quarterback off the field? And can you have any semblance of early game offense? It's going to be all big questions for the Tigers. And then now we got to talk about maybe some personnel decisions that I didn't like. Coach Kelly, again, bro, I love you, man. I didn't like the way that you guys started the game. I don't like the way that you guys have been starting games throughout the course of the year. I thought it was dumb to not kick a field goal. You went forward. Hey, I understand. You're trying to light a spark in your team. I get it. You went forward on fourth and 10 at, your own, at, at their 40-yard line. You get sacked. They get a field goal. I didn't like that. I thought that was stupid. But, hey, I get it. You're the coach. Where the hell was Harold Perkins? Harold Perkins has been one of your best defensive players this season. For some ungodly reason, Matt House and Coach Kelly and whoever was involved in the decision decided, oh, he don't fit this style of offense that we're facing. He's going to just not play. Okay, if you identify in practice that Fardy's not a good fit for this matchup and he doesn't start the game, hey, you know what? That's not even, you know, hey, he's a true freshman. Maybe it's a lot to absorb. Hey, that's okay. But whenever they start grilling your ass and they're scoring over and over and over and over, Maybe try something else. Maybe try something different. The fact that I was watching a lot of LSU football on Saturday and I didn't see number 40 on the field on defense at all. 
He's a pass-rushing linebacker. You're facing a pass-happy offense. Why couldn't he go off the edges and make a play or two? Because guess what? You weren't even getting near their quarterback during the game. He was able to open up a franchise restaurant before throwing the ball. He was standing in the pocket, moving around. He did whatever he wanted to do. You didn't get any pressure on him at all. So those were some things that were very frustrating to me. Then now you got SEC, baby. You're in the grind of it now. Every Saturday, you're going to learn something about yourself. LSU's going to learn a whole lot about themselves this coming Saturday against Florida. Talked about the Tigers. Now let's talk briefly about the Saints. They got a 39-32 win over Seattle. It was kind of the Taysom Hill show. Let me tell you something. The Saints have issues. The Saints have issues with turnovers. The Saints have issues with penalties. Saints turned it over twice on Sunday. The Saints committed six penalties for 57 yards. The Saints were able to win Sunday because the Seahawks made a really bad decision in special teams, going for a fake punt that no one in the world understands why they did that. And because Taysom Hill went crazy. A lot of the fans now are saying, oh man, why don't we run Taysom Hill? Why don't we play him like a running back? Taysom Hill is a once a month type of big game performer. A, because he's 32. He can't run the ball 20 plus times. He's going to get hurt. He's always hurt anyway. And then B, against the best rush defenses, that doesn't work. (laughs) Like the Saints have tried to run him earlier in, in games this season. And when you're facing an actual rush defense, a rush defense that actually has a little bit of pride and a little bit of a pulse, it doesn't work. He ran three times against Tampa and got slaughtered most of the three times. Three three carries, 14 yards. Well, guess what? He had a long of 13. So, I mean, the other two carries, he got hammered. So, yeah, you could do that against Atlanta. He broke a long one against Atlanta. You could do that against Seattle. You could run those gizmos and those gadgets against the bad teams. The good teams are going to be Johnny on the spot. They're not going to let you run Wildcat in the year 2022. New Orleans has the same dilemmas that they've been having. They turn it over and they commit a lot of penalties. They just found an opponent that was a little more behind the eight ball than they are. Because remember, this is the easy part of New Orleans' schedule. You can make an argument they haven't played a good team yet. They're two and three. Now you got Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks. It's about to get meaty on here. There's about to be a lot of meat on that bone. And New Orleans is going to have to play well to overcome that. You got the Bengals Sunday in the Dome. It's going to be tough Corral and Burrow and uh, Chase and those guys. Then you got a short week, Arizona. Preparing for that offense in a short week is going to be tough. If the Saints could win then those next two, then you've got this ship all the way turned around, and then I can start feeling optimistic. But for now, all you did was do what you were supposed to do, and you beat Seattle at home. That's something that you were supposed to do. And I don't know that giving up 32 points against those guys is all that impressive, but a win is a win. You're two and three, and you're still on pace in what is a, a pretty lackadaisical division. So you stayed on track. You got a win, and now can you build on that win? That's going to be the challenge because the last time you won a game, you lost three in a row after it. If you lose three in a row right here, which is very possible with Bengals, Cardinals, and Raiders coming up, you're all the way out the chase. Can you sustain success? That'll be a big key for New Orleans this week is can you sustain the success that you have earned by beating the Seahawks? Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to W's and L's. Uh, I've got a bunch of them. We're going to lay them all out for you. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. for everybody's favorite segment on a Monday. It's going to be our W's and L's during play-by-play. Sorry we're down and we're not actually on the radio, uh, but we're going to be, of course, recording and keeping you guys abreast what's happening in the cloud. We'll be posting this episode and, you know, making sure that our podcast listeners are able to stay up to date. Weekend W goes to Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens. Justin Tucker is as close to automatic as you could get um, as a kicker saw a stat yesterday during the game. He's like 9 of 9 in his last 9 kicks of 50 or more. Saw another stat. is like he's made like 23, maybe I'm getting the number wrong, but like 23 kicks in a row that are in the fourth quarter. And he's made like another 17 more in a row with like the game on the line or the kick was to tie or to take the lead. <laughs> in a league where you get fed up sometimes with the ineptitude of the kickers, Justin Tucker is absolutely automatic. He makes a game winner last night, another 50-plus yarder. The dude is unreal, out of this world good, and he saved Lamar Jackson last night because, oh, lo and behold, it was a game where the Ravens were facing a prominent defense, and Lamar Jackson and his crew 
really couldn't move the ball and were inefficient throughout a lot of the game. Tucker uh, was very good and saved his offense and got some points on the board when the Ravens stalled out. We can L goes to Brian Kelly. I don't have to elaborate. I did that in the last segment. He made a lot of bad decisions, didn't have the team ready to play. He said so much himself. Hey, he got out coached. They didn't do a very good job. Um, losing to Tennessee is not a problem. Getting blown out by Tennessee is a problem. He's got to do better. Weekend W goes to Gavin Lasang of the Nichols Colonels. The Colonels started the season 0-5. And really, quite honestly, didn't play all that well against Houston Christian on Saturday. But they were able to get the win because Gavin Lasang has Time expired, banged home a game-winning field goal, one of several field goals that he had in the game for the Colonels, including a 50-plus yarder. Gavin is a local guy, which, you know, obviously that tugs on the heartstrings. Gavin is also a guy who has gotten so much better during the course of his Nichols career. A couple years ago, just making an extra point was a struggle for Nichols. Now they've got Gavin and like making 40, 50 yard field goals is something that's a realistic possibility. Hard work pays off. Excellent job, young man. And the Colonels get a big win. Weekend L <laughs> goes to Jimbo Fisher of the Texas A&M Aggies. Bought all these players, bought all these NIL guys and bought a recruiting class. But yet the same old three and three record, the same old unranked status. Jimbo has the Aggies headed on a one-way highway to nowhere. Late in the game against Alabama, a game that they were lucky that they were in and were only in because Bryce Young was injured, they had a play from the three-yard line. You score, you win. You don't convert, you lose. Jimbo draws up some cockamamie one-yard pass that was to the sideline that even if the receiver catches it, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. It was a throw that it would have been hard for Aaron Rodgers to make, much less his quarterback, who's a train wreck, and the Aggies fall flat. Boy, you just love to see it. You just love to see it. For a Texas A&M team and a fan base that is as arrogant and as cocky as they are, you're 3-3, three and three, you're irrelevant, you're always going to be irrelevant. You put all of your eggs in the Max Johnson basket, for God's sake. That's how desolate you are. You're 3-3, three and three, you're going nowhere and you've got some more losses to come. Weekend W goes to the Allender Patriots. I'm so happy for those kids. I'm so happy for Jesse Turner. I'm so happy for that team and that program. They get a big win over Tara Bone. Kudos to you all for making it happen. Weekend L goes to the New York Mets. Oh, this was the year for the Mets. Boy, they won 100 games. They were going to win the East. They got a dude playing a trumpet. You lose in the wild card round. You gag away the division, then you lose in the wild card round. And then, oh, yeah, your manager decides in the middle of the game, oh, we're going to go do a, a, a check because we think that the Padres pitcher is cheating. We got the, 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 the manager and the umpires rubbing his ears and his face, and they find nothing. They find nothing. Nah, man, he ain't cheating. Your offense just stinks. Your offense hadn't been good all year. You guys were near the bottom in exit velo all year. You guys were just getting bloop singles and flu kits and you were finding ways to win games. But you had to pay the rent in October. You've gagged away the division. You lost to the Padres. And losing to the Padres just saved you from a butt whooping that the Dodgers would have put on you anyway. Toodles, Mets. Now you got Jacob DeGrom, who's a free agent. You're going to lose him. Now you got Edwin Diaz. He ain't going to be with you either. He's a free agent. Adios, amigo. 
This was your one shot. And in the words of Eminem, with one shot, will you miss your opportunity? Yep, you missed it. You missed it. Weekend W goes to Josh Allen, the probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Went crazy against Pittsburgh on Sunday. He had like 300-something yards passing in the first half. Ended up with 400-some yards passing. The Bills' offense is ridiculous. The Bills, in general, are ridiculous. They're still the best team in the NFL, even though they gagged a little bit in Miami. They're still the, the lead dogs as far as I'm concerned. Weekend L goes to Ronis Chapman, one of the relievers for the Yankees. He's left off of the postseason roster, but he just didn't show up. Didn't show up to work out. Um, so Coach Boone, our manager Boone, uh, says, hey, man, I, you're, you're not part of this. You're not part of this. Like, your own selfishness is now going to hurt your team. Like, what are you doing? And this is a guy that we've given second, third, fourth, and fifth chances to to begin with. It's a dude who's faced domestic violence charges, and, like, he should be cherishing every opportunity to play, and he screwed it all up and is now going to be missing the at least the opening round of postseason because he didn't think enough of the team's workout to even show up. The Seattle Mariners get a W because they get a win in their two-game series over Toronto and look great doing it. They win a pitcher's duel in game one then win a hitting matchup in game two. I always tend to gravitate towards, whenever I'm picking games, the teams that could win a bunch of different ways. And Seattle proved that in a playoff setting, they could win a bunch of different ways. They could beat you 10-8. They could beat you 2-1. to one, They could beat you 5-4. to four. And That was great to see. Now they move on to the bracket, and they're going to be taking on Houston. That's going to be a challenge, but who knows? So much of baseball isn't what you did during the 162. It's what you did lately. It's can you get hot at the right time? And Seattle seems like they're getting hot at the right time. Oh, Jonah, if you're listening, take off your radio for a second. Take off your headsets or maybe fast forward for the next two minutes. Weekend L goes to the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm so disappointed in the Cardinals, right? First and foremost, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. I never thought, even when they were getting hot there late in the season, end up winning 90-plus games, I never all the way thought that they were a threat, right? Remember, we did W's and L's after they beat Atlanta two out of three in a series, and I was like, man, congrats, you graduated. And The reason why they needed a, like a big welcoming to the winner's table is because I didn't think that they belonged at the winner's table. There was always something missing, right? If Goldschmidt and Arenado weren't hitting home runs, no one else was contributing anything to their offense. If their starters weren't going deep into games and their bullpen was not you know, closing out games without giving up anything, they were in trouble, right? Because we knew that they didn't have the depth of starting pitching that other teams did. And they got exposed. The Phillies beat them in two. They should have won game one. Let's get that out the way. The bullpen blew it. Then they didn't get any offense at all in game two. Again, why? Goldschmidt and Arenado didn't perform at that all-star level. The Cardinals are a roster that the top of their roster is as good as anybody else's top of the roster. They've got a strength in the middle of their roster. Is there some outs to be had in the middle of that lineup or the bottom of that lineup? There's some hits and some home runs to be had at the bottom of that starting pitching rotation. And for a team that was playing with a lot on their plates, trying to protect the career of Pujols and Molina and maybe Wainwright. They had a lot of emotion at stake, and they fell flat, and that's disappointing. I was kind of hoping that team would make a run, but it was disappointing to see them really not put up as much of a fight as we thought. 
Weekend W goes to Taysom Hill. What can you say? He was running all over, throwing touchdowns, and playing the special teams, running kicks back. The dude does, I mean, probably selling popcorn, probably producing this show. Um, the dude does a little bit of everything. Yeah, I could sit up here and poo-poo on his performance and say Seattle isn't any good. And yeah, I'd probably be right. But it doesn't change the fact that the dude is an absolute specimen. And if it were so easy to run and throw for touchdowns against the same opponent, everybody would be doing it. But the fact that he's the only one in the league that does this Swiss Army Knife role just shows how exceptional of an athlete he is. Weekend L goes to the Oklahoma Sooners football team. Oklahoma, I never thought I'd say this. Oklahoma's terrible. Terrible. Oklahoma, like like big bad, like a lot bad. Like, you know, LSU has some clunkers here and there. But by and large this year, they've been competitive with the exception of Saturday. Oklahoma is terrible. Oklahoma has now lost three games in a row. They're three and three. They've allowed 41, 55, and 49. Your, your head coach, the guy that you hired, is a defensive guy, right? He's a defensive guy. Then on Saturday, boy, fans complain about LSU's passing game. Jaden Daniels at 300 yards Saturday. Oklahoma, their leading passer was 6 of 12 with 38 yards. As a team, they had 39 yards passing. That team doesn't do anything well. They don't score. They don't get stops. They're not recruiting well because the head coach earlier this season got in front of a podium and told recruits, hey, don't commit to us. I'm often of the belief of, hey, let's give the coach some time. Time is running out for Brent Venables at Oklahoma. It's one thing to lose and it's one thing to rebuild and have some issues. It's another thing to get blown out by everybody. That's where Oklahoma is right now. They're getting blown out by everybody. Weekend W goes to Micah Parsons and my Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys beat the Rams and were far and away the best team on the field. Defensively, they dominated, and Micah Parsons was a big part of that. Despite playing with a pulled groin, Parsons was getting the Matt Stafford over and over and over again. And in a game where we were having to choose between who's the best player in the NFL, Micah Parsons or Aaron Donald, both guys played well. But Parsons showed that his impacts were having more of an impact on the game. The Cowboys were forcing turnovers. They scored a touchdown on defense. They blocked the punt. Micah Parsons is maybe the best defensive player in the NFL, though you couldn't go wrong with neither he nor Aaron Donald. That dude's 23. That dude's going to get a basket full of money whenever it's time to get paid. Weekend L goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just got blasted by Buffalo yesterday. The Steelers have never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin until now. They're they're not going to win enough games to get to nine wins. Um, they play picket at quarterback. He doesn't have any success. Look, you could play Roethlisberger. You could play Trubisky. You could play Pickett. You could play Danny Etling. You could play Joe Burrow. You could play... If Matt Canada's the dude calling the plays, you're in trouble. The Steelers don't have offensive weapons. They don't have a good play call. They don't have a good quarterback. They have a pretty good defense, but their defense is at the point where they've, they're they fed up. They're not playing hard right now because they know, hey, if we give up so much as a touchdown, it's over. And they get a big L. Weekend W goes to Chip Kelly of the UCLA Bruins. They beat Utah. UCLA's undefeated. UCLA's quietly a sleeper. 
If you like to play long-term odds in Vegas, go lay a dollar or two in UCLA to win the national championship. Do I think that they're going to? Yeah, it's a long shot. But do I think that their odds should be 60 or 70 to 1? Oh, no. Oh, no. They're really good. And they should be up there. They should be in the conversation. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a quick break. When I get back, I'll tell you how to bet Monday Night Football here on 102.7. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit TG Health System. No chance, so that's what you got. Whoop against a machine too strong. Pretty politicians buying souls for run song. Welcome back to play by play. 
No baseball today, so I'll tell you how to bet Monday Night Football. There's actually a few things here that I like. Start off with rushing yards. I like over 20 and a half rushing yards for Isaiah Panchico, the backup running back for the Chiefs. He's been getting a heavy workload. I think he's going to go over that number today. Stick on your rushing tab on FanDuel or DraftKings or whoever you use. I like over 14 and a half carries for Josh Jacobs today. What's the game plan against the Chiefs? Run the ball, keep the ball away. The Raiders are going to run the ball a lot today. I like over 14 and a half carries for Jacobs in the matchup with Kansas City. One more, I like over 279 and a half passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. They throw the ball every damn play. <laughs> they get down the field. Mahomes will get Kelsey involved. The Chiefs are going to figure out some ways to sustain some offense. So I like Kansas City to get him going and have a big day. And then lastly, in a divisional matchup, I like the Raiders plus seven and a half. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. I think Kansas City's going to win, but, you know, 31, 24, you know, 28 to 24. Like, I think it's going to be a closer game than people realize. So give me the Raiders plus seven and a half. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Terrebonne General Tuesday tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play. I'm out of here, y'all. It's been Play by Play on Kaylee B. We'll be back same time tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.